Hi, this is Lisa Davis, and welcome to another episode of Talk Healthy Today. This show is brought to you by the folks at Better Nutrition, Amazing Wellness, Clean Eating, Vegetarian Times, The Yoga Journal, and more. The show provides you with the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. People tell me listening to the show is like overhearing two friends talking about really incredible health topics that you want to know about. I like to really get to know my guests and I'd like you to get to know them as well. So we delve really deeply into topics and I like to share some personal anecdotes as well. To make sure you never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today, be sure to subscribe, also rate and review. So thank you again for listening to Talk Healthy Today, and here's a word from our sponsors. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit? Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean, sensual superfoods, and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking, some are funny, to help you get to where you need to be, to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. It is a time of year where our kiddos are getting sick and it's really hard to know. Should I call the doctor? Should I bring them in? What's going on? And I, you know, you just don't want to be more stressed out, right? Because you're already susceptible (laughs) to getting sick because your kiddo is sick. So we've got back on the show one of my favorite people. She's just awesome. Sherry Torkus, B.S.C.P.H.M.R.P.H. Wow. She is a holistic pharmacist. She's an author of more than a dozen books on natural health. And she's just fabulous. Hi, Sherry. Welcome back. Hello, Lisa. It's so nice to talk to you again. Oh, it's great to have you back. Okay, so a lot of people, I think, will take their children to the pediatrician a little too much. And maybe there's some people who don't take them enough, right? Like, what do you see? Well, you know, I see a mix of both. I think first-time parents, younger parents, there can be a tendency to hit the panic button a little too soon when, you know, the first time you encounter a, a fever or the child's vomiting or diarrhea, it's, it's scary, right? And even myself, having background and training in health and wellness and as a pharmacist, I distinctly remember the first time my child had a higher temperature and I was concerned. Thankfully, I, you know, I knew what to do. But I I recall that feeling because you just, you know, you don't want to see your child sick. You want to do whatever you can to get them feeling better quicker. 
And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's tricky, but you know, the thing I, I like to encourage parents is, you know, there are, there are so many things that we can do to um, manage a lot of these situations like fever, vomiting, diarrhea, cough, cold, rash. There's things we can do in the home. There are some self-care measures. There's some home remedies that actually do help and do work. And sometimes we do need to reach out and get in touch with the pediatrician. And so I have some guidelines that may help to make that decision process a little bit easier, hopefully put some uh, parent parental fears and worries uh, aside so that uh, people feel better equipped to make that call. I'd love to focus on those home remedies, especially natural ones, but I also want to ask you about your title, which I should have done when I brought you in for people who haven't heard you before. Holistic pharmacist, what does that mean? Right, so holistic refers to the um, the type of practice that I engage in. So my credentials, the BSc, PHM, that's a Bachelor of Science in Pharmacy, and I'm a registered pharmacist, the RPH. The holistic angle is more of my philosophy of practice and the way I like to practice. I'm not um, your typical pharmacist that's really just kind of focusing on the prescription, the over-the-counter drugs. I really like to integrate natural remedies where possible, helping to educate people. And when maybe they can use supplements either in conjunction with their conventional medicine, sometimes in place of, sometimes to help offset side effects with drugs. And so that's really the the type of practice that I um, I'm engaged in because I, I find that, it, you know, we need to be open-minded. It's not a one-size-fits-all when we're treating and managing our health and that sometimes utilizing the best of both worlds is really the best option. Oh, I completely agree. So let's talk about like different things. So if your child has like the cough, the runny nose, the fever, the stuffy head, what kind of remedies versus more of a stomach issue, the vomiting, the diarrhea, things like that? Yeah, so so we start off with fever, which is uh, you know common concern this time of year when people are, you know, getting exposed to colds and flus and things like that. And and fever is you know it's interesting because it's in an innate reaction. It's how our body responds when it's faced with a potential invader. It could be a virus, could be a bacteria, and fever is one of the the first responses your body will use to fight back, raise the temperature, try to kill that virus. And so when I explain that to parents, because I think fever is alarming for parents, and especially when a, a younger child gets a high fever, you know, they're like, oh my goodness, you know, they want to medicate right away. And and not all fevers need to be medicated. I think where you need to be more cautious is if you have a newborn baby, so baby less than three months, that's where a fever um can be more concerning and where you actually need to reach out to the doctor sooner than you would with, say, an older child. So if you have an infant less than three months and that temperature gets up to be, you know, 100, 100.4, I'd reach out to the doctor. But if if you have a five or six-year-old and they have a temperature of 100, that's not so bad, actually. You can just kind of monitor it at home, cool compresses on the forehead, lots of fluids, have them rest. The big thing with fever is preventing dehydration because with fever, the body's perspiring more because the temperature's raised. They're losing more fluids. You want to replace those fluids. So a good electrolyte solution or or, uh, just water is great. And then only give medication if you feel that the child, you know, if they're old enough to vocalize that they have a headache or they don't feel well, if you need to give a little acetaminophen or something like that, make sure you give it dosed based on the weight and age. Okay. And you know, with the electrolytes, I'm not going to name any brands, but 
we're not fond of a lot of them because they're full of uh, artificial sweeteners and also artificial colors. So you can look for more natural brands. of. You of- can. You can definitely find more natural electrolyte solutions. And actually, even some of the bigger brands are starting to go with options that oh, are good. free of dyes. Even when it comes to acetaminophen, I've noticed in the pharmacy, like they used to, you know, like the children's Tylenol and other things like that, always used to be red or purple. And I think that because more and more parents are looking for natural chemical dye-free products that you will see those options now in the pharmacy. Same with ibuprofen. You can find ones that are, are free of that. So I, you know, those are some things to do. Cool compresses, never put a child into an ice bath or submerse them into cold water. Um, that can cause them to shiver and that can actually worsen the, the problems. So keep an eye on that temperature though. I always recommend using an ear thermometer. They're accurate. They're easy. They give a good reading quickly you know, the old style thermometers with the mercury are no, no, because there is that risk of exposure to mercury, especially if, you know, they break. Did you say an ear thermometer? Yeah. So you can use digital ear thermometers. There's uh, companies that make digital ear thermometers and you just insert it into the ear. You push the button and it gives you a reading in three seconds and they're very accurate. So ear thermometers are good because a lot of children, especially younger ones, they can't hold the thermometer under the tongue and rectal thermometers. A lot of kids don't like that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I still remember that. I mean, I know I, I, how could I, I was so young, but somehow it just seems like that. Oh, I remember it too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm 51 and I I remember very clearly. (laughs) So it's burnt in my memory and it wasn't a pleasant memory. And so thankfully, yes, now we have ear thermometers. There's also forehead thermometers. And there are the, the regular digital thermometers you put under the tongue, but they're not so good, especially for like the little ones. I mean, you, you can also take the temperature under the armpit, but it's not as accurate. So check that fever. If, if it's if you have an older child, so we're not talking newborn again, now we're getting into the four, five, six, seven-year-olds, and that temperature gets to be above 104 that's when you reach out to the doctor. And, and also if the child is complaining, if they're pulling on their ear, they say their ear hurts, they've got a severe headache, or if they're lethargic or just completely out of sorts, err on caution and see the doctor. Right. Because those ear infections be, can become serious if they're not treated. They can. Yeah. And sometimes you need antibiotics. I mean, I'm always one to say, let's use antibiotics antibiotics as a last resort. And we definitely don't give them for colds and flus. But if there is a bacterial infection and it's in the ears or in the chest, then sometimes we do need an antibiotic. Yeah. That, you know, I think, it, of course, you have to look at every situation, right? And, and take That's into account. Right what's going on. Now, what about things like, uh, you know, a humidifier, dehumidifier, no, a humidifier. <laughs> Not a yeah. Deal. Yeah. Dehumidifiers are great for cough and congestion. And we run them in our house during the winter months because we have, you know, you have the dry heat coming into the house. Oh my God. We so need to do that. My daughter's skin is so dry. It's, I mean, mine is too, but hers is unbelievable. And let me tell you, a simple thing like a humidifier puts moisture into the air because during the, the winter months, the humidity can drop as low as say 10%. And that makes it difficult to breathe. You wake up your eyes, throat, nose are dry. And it also, when you have cracked mucous membranes, so the nose and the mouth is dry, it makes it more easier for viruses to get into the system. So run your vaporizer. Um, What about nosebleeds? Because my daughter doesn't get like the gushing ones, but for the last three days, every day her nose has bled a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Get that humidifier going and you're going to notice a difference. Oh, that's great. Now, do you have them in like each room or? Yeah, we have them in each bedroom. So they're, they're very affordable. You can find them anywhere from say 30 to $60. And we have one in each bedroom and they make a world of difference. So yeah, 
for sure. Use the humidifier. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's on my list. Every day my daughter's like, mom, I need, you got to get this. We didn't have that. I'm like, put it on the yeah. list. I'm like I'm so overwhelmed. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the stomach situation. The first thing that comes to my mind is ginger in some form. Am I on the right track? Yeah. Yeah, ginger's great for nausea, for motion sickness. Um, if you have a, a child that that's been vomiting, you can give them after the vomiting stopped a little bit of, uh, you know, a ginger. I, you know, people say, "What about ginger ale?" And I said, "Well, just be careful because a lot of ginger ale out there doesn't actually have real ginger in it. You're better to go to a health food store and get a, a product that has ginger ale, like real ginger in the ginger ale. Or ginger tablets are great as well. And um, keeping the diet bland, so not giving anything too." sweet or spicy. Um, if the child has diarrhea, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing. Parents get stressed out. It's miserable for kids, especially if they've, if they're completely trained and then they're having accidents. And sometimes when the body is, is got a bug inside, it can come on quickly and intensely and it's difficult for them to control. And just like with fever, vomiting and diarrhea are actually natural ways your body tries to get rid of a potential intruder. You know, you're pushing it out uh, and one end or the other, it happens. And kids, they, they get a lot of diarrhea. You know, some, you know, according to some statistics, even a healthy child will have like 15 bouts of diarrhea by the time they're age five. So don't get too stressed out. Uh, what I would say is there are some n better natural ways to deal with diarrhea too. Um, a lot of the drugs, the over-the-counter drugs you'll see in the pharmacy are not recommended or safe to be used by children. So one, one exception, which is not a drug, it's a food uh, for special dietary use and it's called Diarescue and it actually contains colostrum with egg solids. Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating uh, because, well, this has been used to tackle diarrhea in many developing countries, and it's just recently become available in, in North America. And what I like about it is it, it actually just kind of works with the body's own underlying processes to kind of restore balance and normalize intestinal function, but it actually works quickly. Usually, according to the studies, and I did some consulting work with this company when they were launching it, and I had the opportunity to look at some of their science, and shows that they it can resolve the pediatric diarrhea in about 24 hours. So I, I think it's a great way to address the unfortunate problem of diarrhea. With, in, in a gentle and natural way. And it's, it comes as a powder packet and you mix it with water. You get a little shaker cup in, in the box and you get three packets. You give it, if the child comes down with diarrhea and they have adult formulas as well. So there's formulas for both kids and adults. Mix it with water, give them a dose of it. You can repeat it if necessary, but in most cases it will take care of the situation. And it's good not just for at-home use, but I, I tell a lot of parents, if you're going to be traveling to foreign countries, going to, say, Mexico or Dominican Republic, places where you can come down with, you know, some gastric problems, digestive issues, it's a good thing to take with you so that if the, the need arises, you have it handy. And it's it's called Dia Rescue. It's D-I-A-R-E-S-Q. And it's, it's, yeah, colostrum with egg solids and it's uh, gluten-free and uh, again, it's not a drug. It, it's actually considered by the government. It's, it's regulated as a food for special dietary use. So yeah, so you just mix it with water and you can give that and uh, um, in a lot of cases it will take care of the situation. And with both vomiting and diarrhea, again, keep the diet bland 
Bananas are good food once the the stomach is starting to settle down. Ginger products are great as well. Um, Also, you can give uh, coconut water because of the electrolytes. Coconut water is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and if it's too sweet, like you can dilute it with some water and some ice because coconut water does have a natural sweetness without the sugar added to it. It's just naturally sweet, but might be a bit too much. So I would dilute it or cut it with some water. Is there anything you think that people... Uh, haven't heard before, or just something that you really want to emphasize, because we've talked about washing down your workstation, washing your hands, don't go overboard on the antibacterial soap, cover your mouth when you sneeze, cover your mouth when you cough. Like, is there something that we're missing? Or the, is there anything else? <laughs> well, what we have to do though, is drive it home with the kids. And <laughs> so as a mom of a nine-year-old boy, let me tell you, for a long time, he would think that, you know, I'd say to him, you know, go wash your hands, And he'd say, I did. And I'd say, okay, let me smell them. And then he'd run back to the bathroom because then he was like, oh, she busted me. I didn't wash my hands. They are sometimes not even. He's just run to the bathroom and back. It's, I don't know if it's a boy thing, but, um, or just a child thing. I don't think so. I think it's a kid thing. They just don't want to take the time. That's it. He wants to get back to playing Lego or, you know, doing whatever. They, They don't want to take the time. And so I found it helpful to explain to my son why it is important to do the hand washing properly. And whether you're singing happy birthday or the ABCs as you're washing the hands, you know, I explained to him about all of the bugs and the germs that circulate and the fact that if you do get sick, that means you're going to be home. You're not going to be able to go out and be with your friends and do all the things that you like to do. So if we wash our hands properly, it cuts our chances of getting sick. And it's been that repeated reminding. It's finally worked. I can say now he'll even say to me, nope, don't even have to ask me, mom, I washed my hands. Good. (laughs) First thing we do when he gets home from school, wash the hands. And then, you know, we have our snack and all of that business. But I think that's so important um, for kids is, is teaching them hand hygiene, not just the washing, but the coughing and the sneezing too into their um, into their sleeve or into the side of their arm versus just kind of letting it letting it expel out everywhere <laughs> into the environment <laughs> everywhere yeah exactly having tissues and you know in, in the times where you don't have soap and water handy um, you know guidelines recommend using like an alcohol based hand sanitizer and I and I'm I don't you know would say that's when you can't wash your hands if you're in a car you're somewhere and you you know, you need to clean your hands up. That's when you would use a product like that. And they have a lot of natural ones that have essential oils and things like that added to them, which give you some added benefits. So I think that's important because there, there's so many um, things that are circulating again this time of year, and we want to do everything we can to protect ourselves. Yeah. I've also heard though, you don't want to go overboard on the hand sanitizer, whether it be natural or not, because that you want to get some germs. You don't want to be like so clean that it, like that weakens your immune system, right? Like if you're not exposed to anything. Yeah. little dirt never hurt, right? right? <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> dirt or germs. See, that's right. And, and let's face it, even when you are um, using hand sanitizer, sanitizer or washing your hands, you are still going to get exposure. Um, I I would, you know, the times that I'm really diligent on cleaning hands is if we've been out to a store and he's been touching everything or, you know, when he was younger and they're crawling on the floor, their, you know, hands are everywhere. Those are the times, but yeah, you know, in moderation, it, it does, you're right. It helps to um, build the defenses. Yeah. Cause like when I go to the grocery store, I always wipe down the cart handle and my husband doesn't. And I forgot who I was talking to, but I was an interviewing, I think it was a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist. I can't remember, but they, they said, don't, don't do that. Just 
let yourself, you know, just when you get home, just wash your hands with soap and water. You don't need to be so fastidious. But it sounds yeah. like it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. And there's no hard, fast rules. I mean, we do get, even when you are diligently washing your hands, you're going to get exposed because you're, you're touching things on the shelf in the store and maybe you wipe your nose, your eyes and, you know. That's true. Yes, that's what I worry about. Like my hair gets in my face. So I feel like I'm better off cleaning the cart first. And then that way, if I touch my hair, touch my eyes, you know, I don't have to worry about, oh, did I just put something in my eye? Well, yeah, one, one last little area we can touch on, with common issue for kids, and that's skin rashes. Kids get a lot of rashes, could be due to their food they're eating, their environment, their exposure to different chemicals in the environment. And so a couple of tips and recommendations, when you should see the doctor with a rash would be if it's red or oozing or blistering or if it's spreading severely, but if it's just you know, say a diaper rash and a younger one who's who's still wearing diapers, I would look for a good uh, diaper ointment that's zinc-based. Zinc is very protective to the skin. It protects the skin against urine and feces and irritation. So I would look for a good uh, diaper ointment. And, and most of the natural brands are zinc-based. And some of them have added ingredients like vitamin E or calendula or lavender. Um, for other areas of the skin where you get a rash, um, I would just use a, a gentle cleanser. Coconut oil is good. Also, um, almond oil. Those are nice soothing and protective ingredients. And um, yeah, again, see the doctor if it seems to get worse or if it's spreading or getting intense. Wonderful. Well, Sherry, I always love having you on the program. Tell us all the ways we can find you. Well, you can check out my website, which is sherrytorkus.com, and that's S-H-E-R-R-Y-T-O-R-K-O-S, sherrytorkus.com. And I have a blog page. So if you want information on what we were discussing today, when to make that call to the doctor, how to manage everything from fever to vomiting, diarrhea, cough, cold. I've got some great tips on my blog page, so you can check that out. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy Today. You'll join me on my health journey. I want to join you on your health journey, and I want Talk Healthy Today to be there for you. So please subscribe, rate, and review. Never miss an episode. You can follow me at Health Media Gal, the number one, Health Media Gal one, and also on itsyourhealthwithlisadavis.com. And be sure to check out Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not dirty. It's a memoir cookbook from recipes with the wonderful Aaron McDonald and a healthy lifestyle guide. Thanks for listening.